Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everybody? No. <laughs> you can't <Sorry>. do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Here we go. Leave all this in. Leave all this in. No, this is I'm Patreon not. content. <laughs> it's Patreon extra content. You pay to hear me fuck up. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of our month, even of our Lazarus Pit movie review show. You make the same mistake every month, Mister. This <laughs> is the show. I haven't introduced you yet. Sorry, I do apologize. This is the show hmm. where we talk about an older comic book or nerdy movie and give our general thoughts on it. I am joined, as always, by my very encouraging yeah. and loyal friend, yeah. Connor Lawler. Um, loyalty, I would say, only goes so far. And right. what I would start this episode with, <laughs> and this is the Patreon, so we can be a bit more chill. It's fine. Yeah. Um, these are <laughs> these are our people, Sean. So yes, when I reveal, people like us. <laughs> before we started recording, um, I said, "Do you want to take the intro just to change it up?" And you said yes. And then you fucked up at least twice. <laughs> and this is your turn attempt. <laughs> It's a solid one, and then I did two, and then I fucked up in the middle of the second attempt and then recovered flawlessly, and no one noticed. It's not so easy, is it? Um, but you might think, Sean, why did I make you do that? Because I have a deeper meaning. Because oh. everything can have a reboot. I mean, we changed it up. Same idea, but done in a wow, different this way. Is loose. Different this words. Is loose, my friend. <laughs> This I'm trying. I'm trying. This is, <laughs> right. No. For example, my God. this month's movie that we chose from the hat 
for the Lazarus Pit is the amazing Spider-Man, Sean. Yes, the most amazing Spider-Man that we've ever seen. Yeah, I went, film, I, I went looking for this on streaming sites and I searched for Spider-Man and they had nothing. And then I realised you had to put a no. space between Spider and Man before it comes up even on Google. <laughs> That's very true. I, not proud to say this, I bought this movie on YouTube. Outrageous. <laughs> Outrageous. Eight quid I paid. I got standard <laughs> death because why bother? Eight quid. Eight quid. I spent eight quid on this. Yeah. Um, so this. I'm is doing this movie. new thing where I don't like try very hard to find movies anymore. Uh, so, like yeah. whatever the first thing to come up is, and it's like yeah, fine. It just costs you money, but it's worth. It just costs me money. <laughs> well, this this movie cost me money and time. I will yeah, say, Connor. that's true. Now this movie uh, came out in 2012. And yeah. it was, of course, after Sam Raimi's trilogy. Um, and what happened was, Sony decided, Spider-Man made a lot of money. The last one only came out in 2007. Let's do another one for the crack. Yeah, five years of a gap feels unearned, I think, to do the reboot, the whole reboot thing. Not even like a 20-year gap or a 15-year gap. Five years. Even 10. <laughs> like ten, I would give it 10. Honestly. Like the people who were 20 when the first last one came out are now 25 and can definitely remember the previous movie. That's, yeah. And like, so I'm trying, I'm thinking back to how old I was in 2012 and my God, it does not feel that long ago. Mm. But this movie is, I, 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 I thought, without spoiling my thoughts too much, I felt it was worse in my memory than it was watching it, I will say. That's interesting, because my first time watching this film, um, I actually had the opposite experience, where I had a great fun watching this movie. Um, oh, yeah. And I remember watching it the first time, and I came over going, that's great! What a lovely film! I t- And I think that- I was just in a really good mood, and so I liked a bit of romance, I liked the chemistry, I liked, I, and I was around the right age. That I was kind of like, oh, he's so nerdy and oh, he's awkward and I just like it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. No, and look, I, I had fun with this in the cinema. It's the last like 10 years of people saying this movie is bad has gotten it into my head. Mm. But watching this in the cinema, I remember enjoying it. Think about Peter Parker in this movie. He's nerdy and he's downtrodden, but he's also cool as fuck. Yeah, so like, he's really an everyman. <laughs> he can't help the fact that he looks like Andrew Garfield, which is a hindrance. No, neither can I. And you can't either. You always get mixed up with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... Yeah, like, it's, we, it, we, between all the Spider-Men, we always kind of go along the fact... Tobey Maguire, um, he had the Peter Parker down, I suppose. Um, yeah. Like, in that he's nerdy and miserable all the time. Yeah, and then Andrew Garfield was kind of good as Spider-Man because he's like quippy. But he's just. Yeah. But sometimes his quips just go into bullying in this film, but he's meant to be quippy. And yes, yeah. And then Tom Holland is like a decent mix of both, but far too many shirtless scenes for Peter Parker, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, no, I think Tom Holland gets a pass just because he's he's kind of a good mix of both. But I will say, Andrew Garfield, going back to watch this, I mean. Sometimes I want to shake him because, like, he never says words. Sometimes he just, like, moves his head or he, he's just, like, yeah. silent. I'm just like, just say something. 
But I can also understand he's portraying the awkward teen. Um, him and Gwen Stacy are, or him and Emma, so- Emma Stone are meant to be awkward around each other, but they both like each other. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, look, they have good chemistry. But I also think that that chemistry doesn't fit in this movie. Because everything else about this movie is mental. Like, it's it's like larger than life, very stylized, very happy, very positive about Spider-Man in most cases. And very, like, ideal version of a lot of things. And then the the, the chemistry scene is almost too natural, a lot of it. That's actually a good way of putting it, is that this movie, actually, the chemistry between the leads is so good that you just don't give a shit about the lizard man. That, yeah. Like, it's it's so good that, yeah, it, it distracts from a lot of the plot, but also, I feel weird watching, because it feels like I'm watching a really personal <laughs> moment. Which is good, but also, like, bad. I don't know. Yeah, there's a a balance there to be Also, we've talked for several minutes now, and we haven't mentioned the villain of the film, um, and we've gone straight to, wow, the chemistry between the leads is so good. Um, We haven't talked about some things maybe the film did wrong. So we'll get into all of that throughout the whole review. Now, if this is your first spoiler review, what we normally do is we go scene by scene, mostly because we'd forget otherwise. And we mm-hmm. won't go every line that's said, but we'll just go, wasn't that a good scene? This scene is a bit weird. So on. <laughs> yeah. And beginning at the start, Connor, why the fuck do we need a backstory about Peter Parker before the spider bite? I've always said that if you're going to do a Peter Parker origin, I want to know if his parents are part of a conspiracy. That, you know that that's my neck check or my chest tattoo and it goes into my back and you know that about it wraps around yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was many sessions you went through to get that yeah like it's it's just why like I get and look in later films and they were building towards a whole Richard and May Parker storyline and the but that's also bad <laughs> It's also bad. It's also bad. The dad comes back in the second one in a deleted scene. It's totally twisted. But, they, and, and fair play to them for setting that up this far in advance. They also set up his father's calculator in this movie as good well. One. Uh, good one. Great one. But it doesn't matter. This movie does not need that. I think this movie does get painted because The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so bad that this one kind of gets painted with the same brush. But I think this one movie does a lot of things right, but ultimately it also does quite a few things the wrong way. And so in the end you get this like mix of, oh, that's pretty good, with, um, I don't know if I would do that. (laughs) Yeah, and like for 2012, I think this movie is pretty good. Like for what we were getting at the time, I think it's, Per- perfectly cromulent, Connor. Oh, very good. Um, yeah. Green Lantern had only come out the year before, I think. So, to be That's fair, a- and Avengers the same year. So, <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, so you have the conspiracy theory with the parents. I think this was going to come in big in the second one. I think set up a sequel early. I want to know what's going on with his parents because that's what makes me interested. The Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's 
It's not ideal, I will say, as an intro. Um, we also then transition into a very 2011, I have written here, or 2012 uh, high school with Andrew Garfield and his tremendous hair. Um, he's a nerd, Sean, and he's a photographer, and girls don't like him, even though he mm. definitely looks like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> that, yeah, it's weird that people wouldn't like him. Because also, like, he's not even like he's like really awkward to the point of not talking to anyone. Like, he's just like he's doing his own thing. He's, a, he's, he's doing photography, he's skateboarding, he's, like, he's just, it seems he's written to be worse than he is, but he's not that at all. Yeah, everyone like, keeps being like, well, what a nerd, and I'm just kind of like, he seems normal, but that may be because we're not cool as well, Sean, I can't really know. That's, look, maybe, maybe I'm Spider-Man, but also, <laughs> but then, like, yeah, I know, I do. Uh, but also, like you have Flash Thompson in this movie. I will say, Flash Thompson does it for his few scenes that he's in is quite good in this movie. There's a scene that he's but, really good at later on. Yeah, and that's like one of the best parts of this movie. So fair play to that dude. But he's like, you see him actually bullying someone. Like, properly, like, Like, holding a kid's face onto a table. Yeah, like, 80s Saturday morning cartoon bullying someone. Yeah, cartoon bullying. And, like, he should be doing that to Peter Parker, is the thing. But he's doing it to somebody else, and so you have Andrew Garfield show up, and Peter Parker's like, hey, don't do that. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. But, I, I, I I like this idea. It's a very simple, we don't want to see Peter Parker getting beaten up. But we like the idea that he's standing up for other people, even though he's definitely not as strong as Flash. Yeah. I Yeah, and I get that. And it's the Captain America thing of like, oh, the powers make a good man great kind of a deal. Um, but like, I just, I I don't know. I feel like Peter Parker should have been, if they're if they're going for the downtrodden Peter Parker, they didn't go far enough. With Andrew Garfield. I think it's kind of in the middle of everything. Like, I think it's just yeah. fine for a lot of the choices that they make. Um, one particular choice was Emma Stone as um, Gwen Stacy, who is definitely not fine. I think she's perfect in the role, just in terms of a Gwen Stacy, who uh, she comes across it as like, Flash, do we not have classes soon enough? And she kind of is like, she's like a parental figure to the idiot. That is just like, yeah. move along, you moron, we have classes later on. I told you have better places to be, leave them alone. And then we have our first scene of the two of them, where they're in the classroom, and she's like, do you know your name? And him thinking that she doesn't know his name, which would be very easy to do in the story, he's like, she's like, oh, I know your name, but do you know your name? Um, yeah, you might have a concussion, which you would know all about, actually. <laughs> I would. I've had a few of my time, Sean. Um, been concussed several times and still recorded it was wild <laughs> one of them I couldn't read <laughs> which is wild because you were the host I was <laughs> Sean I may turn off this computer it's getting me, giving me a headache <laughs> we'll just wing it stay recording it'll be fine um, so it's funny now <laughs> it's funny now when, also I'm, not, now. I'm never going to give I'm never going to give context to why we're just going to leave it at that. Jeez, he's getting beaten up at home or something. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep kicking the shit out of you. That's what happens. Um, so, yeah, um, we have um, the two of them. We see them in school. It's all lovely, Sean. But then he goes home and we've got, I mean, there's two people here known as Martin Sheen and Sally Field, which I think 
Four, if you're going to do an older Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Yeah. Pretty great casting. Pretty great casting. Like, the, I, I, I believe them not only as, like, Aunt May and Uncle Ben, but also, like, as they're a husband and wife. Oh, like, like 100%, they, yeah. They have a really good, like, back and forth with each other the, the whole time. Like, even the bit about the meatloaf. That's not in this scene, but it's the next scene. And it, yeah, and it, like that's just a, it's a dumb joke. But after thirty-seven years of marriage, it's just like yeah, yeah. Hey, there must be something wrong. He's eating your meatloaf, hey. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's just a little throwaway thing that happens, and I feel like a lot of there's a lot of nice moments in this movie that if you add them all up and cut out about you know thirty minutes of umming and eyeing before saying something. And I think it's fairly solid. I think that's a great way of putting it. Like, I think there's good dialogue, but before each bit of good dialogue, for especially for some characters, there's just Peter mutters. <laughs> yeah. Peter mutters uh, and grumbles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And look, maybe that's what he was told to do and he did a great job of it. But uh, so you could make this more succinct. And so you have uh, a flood that's down uh, in the basement and Peter's brought down and Uncle Ben is like, what are we going to do? And Peter's like, I'll be able to solve it tomorrow. And so Uncle Ben's like, okay, pick whatever you can save, bring it upstairs. So Peter comes across a briefcase that that was his father's, who's involved with the FBI or the or the CIA or some sort of global conspiracy. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's just like his. It's a, Peter's never seen this briefcase. They apparently, and it's it's done really well, like the. It, they just kind of don't... Talk, it's not that they avoid talking about his parents, but they just don't talk about... Like, it, they never come up. And I think Andrew Garfield is really good in the scene where he brings it up, because there's tears in his eyes, and he just basically yeah. keeps, like, repeating, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. And also Sally Field and Martin Sheen are also really good, because they share a look that they're like, oh, no, they, we now have to talk... They know not, there's more... Not even, oh, no, but it's like... Now we have to talk about it. That's it, because like at the start of the movie, like Richard Parker and then Ben and May and Mary Parker was also there. That they were all sitting at the table discussing things while Peter watched on. So like Uncle Ben and Aunt May know. They know kind of some of the shit that's going on. And clearly now that briefcase is like, oh, that's a link to something that Peter probably shouldn't know about. And this is showed when he, he's like, Oh, there's something there's nothing in it really. But then he pulls out an old photo that's in it, and it's um, Dr. Kirk Cotters. And he's yeah. like, who's this guy with my dad? And the two of them are immediately like, oh, we don't know. Just some guy that your father worked with, probably. Um, and so he takes all the stuff upstairs. Because, I mean, like, to him, his parents died when he, what was he, like, I think in, in the in the old flashback, he might be six. Five or six or something. Yeah. Um, so he takes all, So he lays all the stuff out in his room. And he just he just has it all there, and he's kind of going through it. And Uncle Ben comes up to see him, and it's at this point we see like Uncle Ben and him have a great relationship in terms of like he knows Uncle Ben says no immediately, but then he's like, I gotta tell him because I mean, it, yeah, I owe it to him. Yeah, like, and he's he's an adult. He's getting close to being like a, a, an adult. He needs to know this. Yeah, it's not like he's ten. He's just gonna dig it up later. Yeah, he's not a child anymore, basically. Um, also, nice little touches with Peter in this scene. Like, he has a door lock that he has hooked up to his computer. So it's like little things that show his, like, he's really good at just cobbling shit together. Mm. Like, even fixing the, the water pump. He's just like, no, I can get these parts and I can fix it. I know how to do it. Like, 
there's really good building of Peter's world in this. Like, Peter is a nerd. And, I mean, he's much better when we just show him, like, as you said, just cobbling things together. Or something as simple as him having the lock in the door that he could only do with his computer that he unlocks it. Or, like, the Rubik's yeah. Cube that's made on the table. That works a lot better than Flash going, you nerd. <laughs> You're yeah. a geek, Peter. Um, because there's nothing wrong with being smart. I mean, that's Peter Parker's the whole Tell thing. Tell me about it. <laughs> I fucking will have to. <laughs> but uh, you have Uncle Ben and he starts expositing. And he's like, that's Dr. Kirk Connors. Him and your dad were best friends. But then he says, when your parents died, he never made one contact with us. Not one. He just vanished off the yeah. face of the earth. Yeah, and, never heard from him again. And I think that's good because for Uncle Ben and Aunt May, that's like, we would have told you, but he just literally never, like, why would we bring him up? Like, it was not like he was rigging us afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, he was never relevant after that, basically. Um, and a really nice line then from Andrew Garfield at the end. He's just like, hey, Uncle Ben, you're a pretty good dad. Is like yeah. no, like you raised me. You d- you did a good job. I, I I'm not upset with you. Yeah, like, and, I'm just like this is a lot right and, now. And even just the scene of when he first comes home and he's sitting on the counter and he's like drinking. I don't know what he's drinking, like orange juice or something. And you have Sally mm. Field and Martin Sheen like interacting as like a married couple. You can tell like the three of them have a great rapport. Just even from that one scene, there's like oh these people are around each other all the time. And, like they're always just yeah. like they're just like taking the piss out of each other constantly. And something like that goes a long way to later on, because Uncle Ben probably, I mean, he's looking healthy right now, but who knows what could happen. So um, (laughs) they have, he has to use Bing for a bit of exposition. Yeah, this this bothered me at the time. Why is he using Bing? 2012, Google was still around, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it's so specific to use Bing, like. Google is so nondescript that it doesn't matter if Google shows up in anything. But if you use Bing, that's a fucking choice that someone made. I think 2012 was Mozilla Firefox, like the big one, at that stage. I, I've been a Chrome boy since 08, I must say. Really? I think I was yeah, Firefox was until cool. like maybe 12 or 13, and then I, w- I came across the Chrome. But I think it was my be- ship, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I was dumb. <laughs> I'm just a dumb <laughs> shit. Um, and so I used Ask Jeeves. <laughs> For a while, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm, a, I'm still Internet Explorer myself." <laughs> yeah. um, I, how often do you use an edge these days? all the time. I'm, the, I'm always on the edge of using. It. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. No, your button is hovering over constantly. <laughs> just, not today. <laughs> I never get any work done. I'm just constantly <laughs> fighting with myself. Um, so he finds out that there's um, Kirk Hunter works in uh, the Oscorp. Oscorp. Oscorp yeah. Association. And so he Steal does a lot Steal someone's place on a tour. <laughs> he does a lot of research into what he's doing in terms of animal genetics and moving genetics from one animal to another species if there's something wrong or whatever. So he does, and so this kind of you come across the fact. That also, he found files in his father's bag or his briefcase yeah. that had two symbols on it. That was like yes, and it had like a and formula. Like, yeah, what's it called? The 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 decay formula or something like that. Yeah, um, it's a regeneration. They're trying to like be able to regenerate limbs to people who've lost them. 
Um, and so he goes to Oscorp and he steals some guy's internship, which is, I think is a funny scene that he steals the it thing is. and then they go upstairs and you see this like poor man being dragged out. He's like, no, no, I am who I say I am. Yeah. And like, I like, and he gets up and then Gwen Stacy is there and immediately is like, you, you're a fucking dickhead. And he's hiding at the back at the start and it's, it's at the point of Kirk Connors comes out. And then it starts talking to them and he's like, he starts saying, does anyone know what we're doing here? Or why we would do this? And nobody yeah. says anything or someone says something wrong. And Peter, because he's a nerd and because he loves this shit, he's like, he wants to impress. So he's like, yeah. he immediately starts answering. And it's at this point, Gwen says, he's like, that's not Frederico Gonzalez. <laughs> that's clearly <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah, and look, they have a nice moment, and she's like, look, you can stay, just don't ruin my job. I need to just fucking stay with the tour. Um, and so, yeah, the the idea is that there's a world without weaknesses, is what Kirk Connors wants. So everyone can re-heal themselves, yeah. or everyone has healing properties. Yeah, that's just a broad enough thing to say that it can be interpreted however Kurt Connors sees fit later on in the film. Um, he's also he's also asked, like, why is he there? And by Gwen Stacy, and he's like, I just love science. Just I just love science. Yes. She goes, she's like, you love science. <laughs> is that why you're here? Are you following me? Yeah. No, I love science. Um, and then they also have the bit where Kurt Connors is like, who's he? And Gwen Stacy is like, he's Peter Parker. He's second in his class. And he's like, second? Well, like, he, he he doesn't say she doesn't say he's Peter Parker though because oh yes, Kirk yes, Connors yes. will be it's just like she's one of the school's best and all this kind of stuff. Um, I like this whole Oscorp scene though. Like Oscorp in the Raimi trilogy felt like one room with a big glass case in it, but this feels like an actual like kind of megalomaniacal corporation. That actually exists, and like, I like that you never see Norman Osborn's face either. Like it's it's they hadn't shadowed out. Yet, yeah, um, yeah. But the and one no mention of Dane DeHaan, by the way. <laughs> Nobody mentions Dane DeHaan, the actor, by name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the one bit that is really bad in this scene, and I would be remiss to not point it out, is the fact that Peter Parker starts backing up, and he knocks into the one shady guy in the whole place. That just so happens to be carrying the one thing that just so happens to be the formula that his father and Kirk Connors were working on. Well, look, I think if the second movie is anything to go by, Mm. everything is... Peter Parker is destined for everything that ever happens to him. I mean, what are the chances in the 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 whole building that he backs away? And he doesn't even back away for long. Like, he's after taking five steps away from the group. Four inches backwards. Yeah, and he knocks and into he just, the one guy who can move the plot. <laughs> yeah, and so he, there's, there's this moment where he's like, he picks the file up off the ground and he looks at it solidly. And, and I, like, I like that they put the symbols on out. it. I like they put the symbols yeah, on it so now so we know. We knew. Mm-hmm. Now we know that that's the same thing and it's connected. And your man takes the folder and he just looks at him like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> And so bad guy ex machina, he walks off and he goes to a a room and Peter follows him and from about 90 yards away spies that this super complicated password that this guy puts in 
and Peter can just see it. He's got really good glasses on, like really good at this point. Yeah, because they're his dad's glasses, which mm-hmm. are the same prescription as him. Perfect. Perfect prescription. It's a big moment where he takes out his contact lens. I'll be honest with you, you'd get a headache. Any other prescription, and that gives you a headache constantly throughout the day. So specific. Better or worse, we've all been there, lads. Um, and so he he breaks into the lab because he's used the same password. Somehow he just knows it. Um, and he knows mm-hmm. that guy is on the working on the one thing he needs. He came here. He only arrived 10 minutes ago. Fucking hell, this is easy. <laughs> so he goes into the lab. All the spiders are there. And he decides to continue into the room full of spiders which i think at that point you're leaving yeah leave the room full of test spiders surely (laughs) and um you have um kirk connor's in his lab at this time and the bad guy's like norman osborne is dying you need to speed up your process this is not fast enough we need to be able to heal people asap yeah and I like that as a motivation. Mm. Um, just float the idea of a, some some strange illness affecting the, the the Osborne family. Surely that'll never play into anything ever. And then the bad um, guy's like, did the hat also? Shit. And then walks out. Have you heard? <laughs> have you seen Chronicle? <laughs> have you seen Chronicle by any chance? <laughs> Mr. Kurt Connors, Chronicle. Have you seen it? <laughs> and then, like, I like... I like how he's putting more and more pressure on Dr. Connor. Every time we see that, like, corporate dude, he's putting more and more pressure on Connors to come up with a solution. Yeah. And so we cut back to Peter, and he gets out of the room full of spiders, um, and he goes back to the group. And this is when Gwen's like, don't ruin this for me. Please, I need this job. Just hold it together. And eventually she's just like, give me your fucking card, because he's being an idiot. He's, yeah, she, she sees him come back, clearly after being every other fucking room in the building. And she's like, you're not to be trusted. You're gone. Get out. Yeah, and so she takes uh, his card off him, and then he feels a bite on the back of his neck, Sean. Big call to do another origin story in the Spider-Man movie that you've already done that's only five years after the last movie's. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not. A, look, this is a this is a very minor, minor thing. Uh, not a fan of the bite on the back of the neck. Hand has to be hand. hand has to be hand. Mm-hmm. He has to see it happen, and then you look, and then it racks focus from his eyes to the spider, and that's it. That's all you need, lads. Mm. Back of the neck makes no fucking sense. Because okay? what, what's he what's he looking at? Nothing. He can't see it. Yeah, could have been a bee. Could have been a small fly with teeth. Could have been a dart from a blowgun. I suppose it could have been. (laughs) Quinn Stacy taking him out. Yeah, Yeah, just to save her own job. Um, And so he feels the bite and then he gets, he starts feeling a bit weird. And we Mm. cut back and he wakes up on the subway, Sean. And it's at this point we see all of his powers already there in full flow. Yeah, but he can't control him at all. He's like he's 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 just kind of reacting. Like he he's gets in a fight and he's grabbing stuff and like he's ripping poles off the out of the subway. He leaps onto the ceiling. All of these people get a very good look at his face, by the way. Oh, never all of them. Again. All of them. Like and to the, and also later on, a thug does say, "I've seen your face." <laughs> yeah, he does. 
but nothing like that stops them. It never gets revealed. None of them are Mysterio. None of them are Mysterio, that's true. So, yeah, it, I this this felt like a trailer scene, though, this whole subway thing. Mm. You know, especially where he leaps onto the roof and he's hanging upside down. And that's he's, a shot he's constantly, using, he's constantly using his spidey senses. And he's just somehow taking them all out without trying. Um, yeah. And he's sticking the shit and he, can't, he just can't release anything because he has to learn to control it. And we see him get home. And I, I really like this scene because I, I have Andrew Garfield is really good at like crazy. Like his hair is yeah. all everywhere. He's just sweating. And he's just like, you can tell he's just... I mean, I wouldn't say stressed. He's just in a real... He's had a bad day. <laughs> and, and he doesn't know what's going on. And he doesn't feel well. And he's real sick. No, but you know, you you get to that point. Like, you, if you've ever, like, been, like, overtired and overhungry or overthirsty. And, like, you just are single-minded. Like, I just, I just need food. I just need food. I need to get food. And so he runs to the fridge and he pulls out fucking everything and just carries it upstairs with him. Yeah, and then this is the line where, um, did he just take the meatloaf? He, there must be something wrong with him because nobody likes your meatloaf. And then she's like, <laughs> very for 37 joke, years I've been cooking you that meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it, it's a really good scene. And he, like he comes in and they're waiting up for him because he's back at like 12 midnight on a Friday or something like that. And you can tell, like, I just think the dynamic between them is really good. Like, it's just really lovable, and you, you just really liked when the three of them were on screen together. That would happen very long for soon after this. No, not at all. Not at all. Sally Field uh, is dead. <laughs> she dies next scene. Um, so, oh, spoilers. We, so, he has super strength, and he completely ruins the bathroom, which is reminiscent. I mean, they copied Wolverine Origins. Or- very Wolverine Origins this scene. A mm. uh, lot, lot, of, lot of bathroom antics going on. But I like, there's, there's a, again, a really nice moment in this. Is that after he does all of that, he like gears up and very gingerly turns the glass doorknob. And it's just, it's a very like, he's gathered by this point that like, I need to be really careful. I have <laughs> superpowers. <laughs> It's like he's trying to, like, disassemble a bomb or something. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, okay. <laughs> um, and so he's decided that day that he's in a real bad way and he's going to go see Kirk Connors because yeah. he's the one man that knows his dad and he can kind of give him the next steps. Because even Cause, though all this weird shit is happening to him, he's now one set. He's got one goal in mind is to learn who Kirk Connors is, become friends with him, find out about his dad. Yeah, and he's been binging things in the meantime. Oh, he's been binging he's all been day. Go- he's been, I was going to say Googling, he's been binging some spider bites and reading about that. And it was like, yeah, and death follows after and all this. <laughs> yeah. um, and so he goes to see Kirk Connors and he catches the mug when it falls off as well. Um, and they have a nice scene where Kirk Connors is clearly hiding something, but he seems like a nice man. And Peter's like, I'm... I'm um, I'm Peter Parker, and your man's like, oh fuck, like you're a Parker, okay. He brings him in, and yeah. starts explaining everything about what him and his father did and how they never got the algorithm right, and they just couldn't get it, and some bad people were after them. We don't know who, but somebody was after them. 
hot trend of Andrew Garfield giving out algorithms in movies, by the way. <laughs> yes, it's this big thing. That and he hates Facebook. There is two big things. <laughs> well, don't we all? We all <laughs> Detective Divilman's discussion group. <laughs> Um, and so he then sits down and he redoes the algorithm and he's like mm. I think I have it and he just so rewrites this work? and you have Kirk Connors be like holy shit that could work and he's like where did this come from and he's just like he just hit, hits his head with the pen he's like, yeah, like ah just, just a lot like, rattling around up there my fucking brain like <laughs> I'm real smart I'm fucking savage I'm spider oh shit oh shit I've revealed it already <laughs> Do you remember oh, that guy no. that stuck to the ceiling in the subway? That was me! Um, <laughs> and so then we go back to the school. So he's kind of developed this uh, algorithm. And now we have a basketball scene, Sean, which is real good and real cool and definitely good for a Spider-Man movie. Go on. I, I Look, I don't hugely mind this. I think it's the least egregious thing of Peter Parker being a bully in this movie. Because... <laughs> the least bullying bullying he does yeah because look flash is being a dick to be fair and sp- look there's a very he, he he's he's making him try and get the ball but he can't but get the ball mm. and then he like michael jordan's through the air from half court and <laughs> smashes the bas- the backboard that's where it lost hoop. me i'll be honest with you that's, that's where it lost me i like the bit when he has the ball sticking to his hand and it's just like take it but yeah. when he flies through the air, I remember being like, no, <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> or cool. But the th- and again, no one ever connects this to Spider-Man in any mm. way. Now, I do like the next scene in this, which is Uncle Ben pulling him up on it afterwards. Yes, that's really good. He just, yeah, because he's just like, no, 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 you humiliated that boy. And okay, it was for revenge. Did it make you feel good? Because he's like, is that the guy that hit you? Because he underst- cause yeah. he's like, is that the guy that hit you the last day? Do you feel better now? Because you've really taught him yeah. a lesson. Yeah, do you, like, and it's like, do you feel like a big man after that, do you? Because you're no better than him at this point. And I, I really like that because also, this is what he does after Uncle Ben dies. And he has to relearn this lesson, but like on a much grander scale. Yes, that, yeah. That revenge doesn't help whatsoever. Yeah, and it, it it said really ham-fistedly later on. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, just, but uh, if, currently it's just yeah, Uncle Ben giving out to him and being like a proper dad. Yeah, and then embarrassing him in front of Gwen Stacy, leading to the most awkward intimate scene I've ever seen. I mean, life. I can't tell if this is cute or just so awkward that... Oh, it's like spine-tinglingly unsettling to me yeah like you're watching two people clearly in love having a conversation but be nervous around each other and uh, but to be fair sean that's what the actors were going for so is it great acting or is it a bad awkward scene i think it's bad direction interesting i think the acting is fine the actors are fine i just think in this movie those kind of moments do not play well. For me, those kind of moments do not play well and do not sell P- 
Peter I Parker mean, having any... The bit... I mean, she clearly is mad about him as well, which is why any of this shit works, because yeah. like he's acting like a, a crazy person, being like, will we... will we... will we... Will, will, you know, will we go that thing, or do you want to do the other thing, or what's the story? And Either is fine. Like, if he didn't look like anything like Andrew Garfield, <laughs> I don't think he'd have a hope, but at this point, it's implied that Gwen Stacy's mad about him as well, so... It didn't really matter. So she's like, she's all in, no matter what happened. Yeah, like I feel there's, but I feel like there's somewhere in between like Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst's flirting dialogue, which yeah, is horrendous. Awful, awful, horrendous. And then this, there has to be a middle ground. I think Tom Holland and Zendaya might be that middle ground. I think they might be that middle ground. I think they might just be like, act like normal humans. But at the same time, some couples might be like this where especially if you're 17 like they're getting across the idea that they're 17 they're mad about each other and they're awkward as shit but they're like 28 in real life (laughs) Andrew Garfield was older than Tobey Maguire uh, in this movie than Tobey Maguire was in Spider-Man 1 that's wild isn't that wild he plays it off he does play it off I suppose Uh, but then he's like 18 in the next one. <laughs> True. So what's interesting about this is though, before Uncle Ben leaves, is he says, you have to pick up Aunt May now. Because of your stunt, yeah. I've had to take a different shift at the at work. And so I can't pick her up because you've caused this. So now you have to pick her up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And so then he gets distracted by Gwen. And then he has a day to himself, Sean, where... He goes and he goes to a warehouse to skateboard a little bit. Yeah, um, to Philip Phillips. Forgot that song was in this movie. Yeah, uh, great name. Philip Phillips. <laughs> great. Philip Phillips, great. Like uh, Gary Neville's dad? Neville Neville. Neville Neville. Neville Neville. Neville Neville, yeah. yeah. The, uh, but also, like, yeah, so he's, he just skateboards around. He is exploring the use of his powers. He's doing kickflips and shit. Hmm. There's a nice moment where he's swinging on chains. I do think that's quite cool because it's like the impetus for the web swinging in his mind. Like, that's that that's a nice moment, again. You need to um, have the scene where he learns what the fuck he can do. Yeah, exactly. And he's delighted and he's thrilled. And it's like, it's anyone who learned they had spider powers would be doing that. But the next thing he does is, as it's getting dark, he goes back to Oscorp to go visit Kirk Cotters. To research with this formula that he gave him. They do some simulations on some rats and shit. Freddy the Mouse uh, they have there. Freddy the Mouse. And so Freddy needs to regrow his arm. And so they've tried this a million times and Freddy keeps dying. Constantly. Yeah. Grim backstory about Freddy. Who... Did they find him with an arm cut off? Or did they... I mean, they definitely 127 hours of... 100%. 100%. Maybe. Um, you think they put him in a traumatic situation as well as cutting his arm? No, I, I think they <laughs> cut off one of his arms and with the other one, they put him under a rock <laughs> and they My gave him God. no phone to call home because <laughs> he had no other arm shot. He couldn't do anything about it. No other arm. So um, they have the the bit where they put in the algorithm and eventually it works and they're like, oh my God, we did it. Then they high five. They, they do a big high five with the jump when they do it. And they're like, we've solved Freeze it, Parker. Freeze frame. Credits. <laughs> Parker, you're a genius, Kirk Hodder says. Um, they're best friends at this point. Yeah, loving each other. Loving each other. And then it cuts to Peter Parker coming home. He's had a great night. Had a great night. Had a great time. What could go wrong? What was, was he, on the porch. what was he meant to do? What was he asked to do? 
Oh, just one small task that I'm sure isn't that important. Yeah, he had to pick up. He was up, asked to pick up Aunt May pick at up 9 Aunt p.m. May. And, and Martin when, Sheen is not happy. And I'll be honest with you, when this scene happens, like that is, I think this is a really good scene. I think it is. Because I think Martin Sheen plays it exactly the right way. Like he's mad. Like he's, he's real mad because he's like, I asked you to do this and you didn't do it. And then Aunt May played by Sally Field, who of course is amazing. I mean, she's Hollywood yeah. royalty, Sally Field. So she's like, um, it's okay. Like, oh, I'm sure he had stuff on. I'm sure. And he's like, no, 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 no. You left my wife to walk 12 blocks to go to a subway at nighttime by herself. And she's fine, but anything could have happened. And you had that responsibility. You let us both down. Yeah. So he says, like, you're, you're a lot like your father. Your father, though, had the view that... If you have the power to do something, it's your moral obligation to do it. Mm. Uh, and Peter fires back, which is what a seventeen-year-old who's angry yeah, and at, upset at, would fire at, back. At this with. point, at this point, up until this point, I was like, I completely understand where this scene is going. And then Peter like acts like a little shit because, as you said, he's seventeen. And so he's been put yeah. under the, he's been put under pressure. He's had a great day. He's had like the best day ever. Gwen Stacy said yes to his date. He has superpowers. He solved Kirk Connors' problem. Kirk Connors is like loving him like a son. He's like, wow, you're a genius. And then he comes home to this. And he's like, yeah, yeah well, it didn't work for my dad. He's dead. Yeah. Where did that get him? Like, why yeah. isn't he here telling me that himself? Yeah. And it's like, fuck me. That's a, that would be a crushing thing for Uncle Ben to hear. Is the thing. And, and that's the last thing Peter says to him. And so he walks out the door, smashes the window while he does it. And then at this point, Martin Sheen's like, I'm going to go after him. And I like the bit where Aunt May is like, leave him. Let him walk off. Yeah. But Uncle Ben is like, no, I got to go talk to him. I can talk him down. He's just, he's just had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. He needs like a little guidance at the minute. Um, but like... Yeah, I like I like May trying to t- like Ben's trying to talk Peter down and May's trying to talk Ben down. Yeah, and at the start, it's like Ben is like fighting them. He's ready to attack, but then he realizes the situation has changed. So, like yeah. as every good parental figure would, you change the point of attack. Like it's at a certain point, it's like you need to do better. And then when he starts acting like this, like I gotta give him some guidance. Okay, well, you could have done this. You could have done this. <laughs> like, yeah. So he it's goes. Like it's okay, but you need to realize. Things. Yeah, and so he's he goes after him, and Peter goes into a shop, and he goes to buy some milk, and he doesn't have two cents, and the guy behind the counter is yeah. being a dick, and won't give him because he's a real prick for like, no reason. Like he has two or five, and I think it costs two or seven, and so yeah. he's like, "Come on, man, it's two cents," and. We've all been there probably in a shop where, like, it's one cent or two cent and the person's like, ah, it'll be fine, don't worry about it. But um, the guy behind the counter's like, no, sorry, can't. And so then he's like, okay, fine. So Peter storms off. The next guy behind him robs the shop and... Yeah. Is throws j- Peter the milk. Throws Peter the cool milk. Move. And he's like, Peter's like, thanks very much. Walks out. He's delighted with himself. Because um, yeah. this this shopkeeper, because he's already seventeen year old and edgy, this shopkeeper got his comeuppance. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. Because uh, um, he's thinking like, selfishly at this point. Yeah, but also I would do the exact same thing, <laughs> without question. Rob the shop? No, 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 not rob the shop. But it, like, 
that dude was a dick to me. I'm I'm not chasing after a robber for someone who's a prick. Yeah, so the guy, the like, robber leaves the the shop and he goes sprinted off, and the shopkeeper's like, "Somebody chase him," and it's just like not my problem. Just, yeah, and like, I like that's the thing. I like, and this leads to the robber runs, falls, trips. Uncle Ben goes for the gun and gets shot in the stomach. Like, but I don't feel like that's Peter's like. Technically, yes. If Peter had chased after the dude, like Uncle Ben might have lived. But also, Peter didn't have to chase after the dude. No, I think. But I think the idea is that he acted self-indulgingly at the moment. Like, like he was just all about himself. He didn't care about the consequences of his actions, and that led to people. I would argue. But I would argue even the police would tell you not to run after someone who would... I, I actually, yeah, I, I would be of the same opinion. I think the idea is that he should have just not taken the milk or maybe even helped him even if he was mad at someone. I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I think the idea is that you need to act. Like, he had the That's responsibility. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and look, and with great power and all that stuff. But yeah, Uncle Ben... Dead or shit. <laughs> Think of the dojo. Like the same as that. He's fucked. He's absolutely... And nobody's seen it coming. But the chap is dead. Yeah. Uncle Ben dying. Imagine it. Be like introducing mm. Gwen Stacy and expecting something bad to happen. Not in this one. But Not in this not one. Not in this one. Not in this one. But God, as soon as they introduce that character, you always know where it's going. Aww. Except in the Raimi trilogy, where she's introduced hanging off the side of a building yeah. and nothing bad ever happens to her then. All, all she does is her and Peter have a few kisses. You know, cause a bit right. of drama. I loved it. The, um, but yeah, then there's the... I, this like whole reeling from Ben's grief thing is quite good. It's quite well done in this movie. Like You have the police talking to Aunt May. They give the sketch really hammering home the star tattoo on the wrist <laughs> that I'm not no, sure anyone noticed in the moment. Seriously, the guy has a star tattoo on his left wrist, blonde yeah. hair, currently resides in around these few blocks. Don't go looking for him. We're on the search for him. Right, don't. We're on the search. I- we're looking for him. We're, we're on top of things. Um, like really nice moment in this is midway through the montage of grief like Peter is like heading out looking for the dude and before he leaves he like tucks Aunt May in but Aunt May I noticed is sleeping on the sofa yeah because she won't which, sleep with the in the bed yeah which is a nice again nice little like character moment it's it's very believable that you wouldn't want to sleep in the bed yeah, at I that think, time. but I think this movie is at its best when it's at its reality stuff. I, yes. I, I know, I know you're saying you don't like the Gwen Stacy Peter Parker because it's too real. But I actually think if it was that tone for the whole film, I think it would be a much better film than a blue beam in the sky <laughs> at the end. Yes, yeah, and we, we will touch on that <laughs> as well. Um, how also, do you feel about? Go on. Sorry. I was going to say, how do you feel about vigilante Peter Parker? I was going to say, before that, though, there's the scene with Flash in school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a very small scene, but Flash shows up and Peter, like, throws him against the locker. He's like, not today. Just not today, Flash. I'm not in the mood. And Flash is like, I know your uncle's dead, man. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And it's like, being really nice. Well, Flash said... But when Peter throws him against the locker, Flash is like you feel better, don't you? Mm. Like, and it's this thing of like, yeah, that's why Flash does it. It's to make himself feel better. 
because Flash, what Flash has probably lost one of his parents. We, it's never said, but it's implied that he knows what Peter's going through. Yeah, and he's like he's he's a he's a dick, but he's not a an awful person. And like, I, I like that. I I like that he's not just a dick. Like I think th- this Flash is like it's a, in a weird way. It's the most comfort that Peter gets is like Flash being like, "Come on, man, throw me against the locker. It'll make you feel yeah, better." Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like an actual react. Like it's it's someone treating him differently because of what happened, but not in a bad way. Like it's mm. not like someone because everyone else in the hall like avoids him. Like they fucking like they're like the Red Sea. They just split as he walks down. But Flash actively comes over to him and is like, "Look, I'm I'm sorry." And the other person that comes over to him is Gwen, who immediately gives him a hug. And it's just yeah. like, he's like trying to talk to him, but I mean, she understands when he walks off because he's not in the mood to talk to anyone. Um, he's racked with guilt, but Sean, he's also racked with, what does guilt lead to? Uh, vengeance. Vengeance. What does vengeance lead to? The dark the side. The dark side. Yes, exactly, Yoda. So he goes on a search for the man with the star in his wrist that the police so eloquently told him multiple times was about. He's out and about and he's yes. causing cripes. Um, out, out and about causing crimes with Peter Parker. I think that's how they just said it to him. <laughs> Lads, he's out and about and he's causing crimes. I don't want to say it in any more of a harsh way. Yeah, and like, okay. He just goes and he beats up thugs and he looks at their wrists for a while. But then he also but gets also- caught with a, big, a group of them and they all chase him because he has no mask and he eventually breaks through a ceiling and lands in a wrestling ring which, I like the idea that a luchador is the reason why he puts the mask on. Makes a lot of sense. He's like, oh, okay, I need something to cover my face. And so he gets this, like, red, like, neoprene mask with the sunglasses as well, yeah, which I- I'm not happy. <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say. I, I was going to say, also, if you didn't get the idea of the luchador, you also have one of the thugs be like, I've seen your face! <laughs> Yes, just really. And I, my friend has a star on his wrist as well. <laughs> I know a man with a star, and he will fuck you up, man. But he, he gets a red neoprene mask and he's wearing sunglasses to hide his identity, right? But the thing is, the, the, the lenses of the sunglasses carry over to every iteration of the costume in this movie. And th- we, we'll touch on it later, but this costume is the worst Spider-Man costume that's ever been put to film. What? Which one? Yeah. This the Amazing Spider-Man, the real the, one, the, the suit, the one he's wearing in this, in the like in the, all the hero shots of the movie, Fuck it looks off. like it looks like a wet basketball the entire time. Absolutely not. I'm against that altogether. Second, second movie, Unreal. This one, terrible. Orange eye lenses, absolutely horrendous. I'm, I, look, the scene when he fl- when he first gets out in the suit and he flies up onto the skyscraper and you have that reveal, it goes first person, which I like the idea of that. It's like an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. Um, he flies out. I think that suit looks amazing. I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely... What I are really you talking do not about? Like suit. It's a nightmare. It looks like, uh, like, like the Man of Steel suit spray painted red I think that is harsh that is harsh but okay uh, fair enough you come here for the hot take <laughs> uh, but in this you do get my favourite thing and it's him developing the web shooters and I love it so much because that's what he would do I much prefer web shooter Peter the natural weird Tom Maguire Peter or- organic wrist webs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not a fan yeah, not a fan of because that because it just adds an extra layer like Peter Parker's a genius 
So of course yeah. he would develop that. And yeah, and so he's he goes around hunting criminals. He, he researches other costumes. He, he's looking at a lot of spandex. Apparently, he, he, he's binging it. He's he's doing a bing. And eventually he has the new suit and then you see him, he's in the back of the car when the guy is like trying to steal the car. and The small knives bit. This is, I mean, the one line that made me laugh was the bit was, oh no, my weakness is small knives. And I thought that was funny. But ultimately he's just bullying that man. <laughs> oh, like this is, he he's interrog, Peter Parker's like interrog, like torture interrogating a man. <laughs> Like, yeah. what's he gonna? Because at the end, he he webs up his mouth to the point that the dude can't breathe. Yeah, he's gonna and he's die. Webbed up to a wall. Yeah, and he checks his wrist, and Peter Parker sees there's no star, which we've already established is very important to him. Hmm. And then he punctures two air holes in his nose, and is like, "This could have gone a lot worse for you." What does that mean? I think he was gonna kill him. I like that's fucked because this is Parker revenge, Peter. That. Oh, but like it's, and I get, I get, he has his hero moment on the bridge later, but my god, yeah, it's like he's super dark, and also I was watching it like that's not Peter Parker, like he's not quippy, he's no, like it, it's very, it's hard. He's to a bully. Do, yeah, it's hard to do quippy, but also on the back foot. Like Peter should be getting fucked up, but constantly still one lighting the guy. Just even when he's, like, trying to survive. Well, like, Doc Ock is trying to rip him in half. But then you have it here where this tug poses no threat. And he's just, like, beating the shit out of him. And then just constantly, like, doing it. It's like in wrestling when the bad guy, like, does one arm behind his back. (laughs) He's like, I could beat you like this. You're shit. It's 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 insult to injury he's doing the whole time in this. And so then the police show up and he's like, he takes the gun off the policeman. He's like, I just did your job for you. Throws the gun away. And then he goes on a big chase um, through, through the city. And it's just a case of like, the police are after him because he's a vigilante, I suppose. They don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I get that. Like, a lot of the times the police don't like Spider-Man in the comics as well. It's, like, a common thing that happens. Um, and I really, like, it, it comes up later, but he has a full-on conversation with Captain Stacy later on. And Captain Stacy's just like, yeah, on the, on the internet, yeah, he's seen as a hero. Mm. But this isn't... It, it's not about stopping bad people and helping the it's good It's a revenge guys. mission. It's... Yeah, he's he, like he, it's it's about justice. It's about due course and due diligence, and th- like this isn't th- that's not that. And uh, you also have two very important scenes. In this one is when he gets home. Sally Field has a great scene where she's like, "He didn't get the eggs," and yeah. he just like he looks battered and he looks bruised, and she's like, "Where do you go? What do you do?" And he's just like, "Don't talk to me." Like, I'm in the zone. So she's not, not only just lost Uncle Ben, she's also lost Peter. So she's completely by herself. Um, yeah, like, he's neglecting Aunt May. Like, he, she needs someone around her at the minute. Like, she's lost someone as well. Like, her loss is yeah. even bigger than his. But he's 17, so he doesn't understand that. So he's like, I'm doing it for you. I'm going out revenge mission and go looking for him to kill him. So then you'll feel better. It'll be great. Um, yeah, it's, it's even Stevens. And so, yeah, then uh, Kirk Connors gets pressured more and decides I'll do stuff on myself 
The perfect yeah. idea. It worked in the computer and it's been a couple of days and it's probably fine. So I'll just inject myself with this. I like the, and, and the dude is like, the corporate dude is unnecessarily evil this whole time. Oh yeah, like 100% like, get it done right now. This exact yeah, moment. And, like, oh, and I think he suggests like, oh, I'm sure the veterans shelter will have plenty of participants. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, will it kill people? <laughs> Yeah, like he's like he'll, he'll kill like soldiers, like ex-soldiers to do this. And uh, so I, this all this happens simultaneous to the dinner at Gwen's house. Yeah, he goes to Gwen's house for dinner, and he goes into the back window, and this is when his they first meet the family, and you've Dennis Leary there being all Dennis Leary, which he's good at, and um, good. him and Peter have the great scene where I just said he's like this is vigilante, this is not heroics, and because in Peter's yeah. mind he's everyone loves him. Like, how could you not? He's doing great stuff. Yeah, and then, like, and and it gets really tense at that dinner table. I like how the kid has to, like, slice Peter's fish for him. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so then Gwen's like, okay, I'm going to take you away. So she takes him up to the roof, and we have the world's most awkward scene where he won't talk for a good two minutes. Yeah, you could cut this entire thing out. And just have the bit where he webs her and spins her, and then it's like, oh, you're you're Spider Man. And this like, might surprise he just tells you. Her straight away. This might surprise you, but Emma Stone's a good actor, and so really? when she she really nails that bit when he webs her, and it all the stuff goes across her face in like a second, and she's just yes. like, "You're Spider Man, but also this is romantic, but also oh shit, you're Spider Man, you're the vigilante." Yeah, and it's like, and like. She gets like immediately, like she it happens, and she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" Like, <laughs> it, like it all clicks, and it's just like that's mad, that's insane. And then they have to go back inside, but then the lizard is attacking the bridge. So yeah, the Kirk Connors uh, has injected himself, and so he shows up to the bridge, and is basically just like in the taxi, he's like. Go, and so he he chases that taxi driver. By the way, excellent service because he could have just said no, get out. Weird lizard man, (laughs) no, leave me alone. Um, And so he he fucks off, and you have the scene where the lizard is on the bridge causing hassle, and Peter basically looks at Gwen and is just like, "I gotta go," and he goes off, and her first of all, her dad goes one way, and Peter goes the opposite way. And then she just goes, stands there. She goes, "Oh, I am in trouble. I am in trouble," which I like because she's bad. Like, she's like, "This is bad," because she knows this is bad. And so he turns up to the bridge, and this is his first heroic moment. Where there's a scene where he's like saving cars, and the lizard is getting away. And there's a moment where he can go revenge, where he can stop the lizard, or there's a kid in one of the cars about to die. And he basically has yeah. to decide about by about being a hero or about is this a revenge mission for Uncle Ben? And so, I mean, it's not about Uncle Ben, but like in a weird way, it's like, does he take the the selfish route or is he selfish and like go for the glory? And so, he, yeah, is he a, is he like hunting someone or is he saving someone? Basically? And so he he saves the kid and he takes off his mask. And what did you think of this scene? It, it's it, I like how he's like. Now, look, I, I, I'm still iffy about him taking off his mask in front of the kid, but I like how he's like, hey, I'm just I'm just a dude, put on the mask, that'll make you strong. He takes his mask and off all the time in this movie, 
Um, it's not constantly because I mean he looks like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> you gotta take the you mask don't hide off. That. You don't hide that. <laughs> Tobey Maguire, um, stick it on him. <laughs> stick the fucking mask on him. Mask all the time, please. <laughs> But yeah, like he he saves the kid, and like the kid is climbing up out of the car, and the car falls, and he webs him. It's a really cool sequence, and it's the first time after that, after he saves that kid and he gives him back to his father, that's when he says like, "Oh, I'm Spider Man." Yeah, like it clicks to him that with great power comes great responsibility, and it's not basically it's not that he has power so he can do stuff himself or bully Flash or go after Uncle Ben's killer. He's got power, so yeah. he needs to save everyone else. Exactly, yeah. And after this, the police are like, "We don't look. Something happened on the bridge. The only thing we can say is Spider Man was there, <laughs> which is great. Like he's involved. We don't know which side, but he was involved somewhere along it, the line. He's definitely connected to it. <laughs> yeah, and so then Peter and Gwen are at the. Um, also, Kurt is in the sewers and he loses his powers. So we see him revert back to Kurt Connors. That will come up later on with one of my points. But um, right. Gwen and Peter are then at the football field and they. I like the fact that she knows immediately. We don't have to go through any of that shit where he's hiding it. Yeah, there's none of the, the dancing around it or anything like no, that. No, I, I much prefer when like she understands and she's like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't keep chasing the big lizard. And he just looks at her like, well, I'm the only person that can. Like, yeah, I have and to she's like, it's not him. your job. No, maybe it is. Maybe it is my job. Like, no one else can fucking stand up to him. Yeah, nobody else is going to be able to fight the lizard. So, like, I think I should do it because, I mean, I don't want your dad going. Like, it makes yeah. more sense for me to do it. He's like, I'm able to do it. Then he throws a football at the goalpost and it bends it. How did nobody see that, first of all, as well? Everyone saw it. Everyone saw it. At the goalpost and then at him. And they just and they just never could dressed. have just put in. Oh, he has got fucking superpowers. Do you know, I don't even know if yes. he's Spider Man, but that fucking kid up there has an arm like a rocket because he's superpowered. Guess that man on the team, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, he goes into the sewers to basically chase the lizard because he's like, the lizard is down here somewhere. We need. Yeah. To- and he does a really cool thing where he does all the spider webs in all the different directions because he's doing the vibrations. To- yeah, he's like, because he follows a lizard, like a, a little like gecko thing down into the sewers and sets up the web, lies in the middle of it and is like, okay, I'll I'll see where they're coming based on the web's vibrations. He has a load of cameras rigged up to get evidence of a big lizard. Mm. And th- when they start vibrating, it's like, I just think it's a really cool Spider-Man scene because, I mean, it, he's using his brain. Like, let's put all the webs yeah. in all the different directions. So one of them starts vibrating. That's the direction he's coming from. And so um, we see him sitting there and then all the webs start vibrating more and more. The lizard shows up and immediately just like absolutely fucks him. <laughs> just completely. Just wrecks him. <laughs> just like, wrecks him. Like, like, like they're, they're fighting, they're scrapping, they're fighting in the water. He gets a big scrape across his chest, like pretty deep, and then falls into sewage and is fine. Yeah, it's uh, not infected. Don't worry about it. It's not infected at all. Spider powers, you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well he thought that was going to go because he saw what the lizard was able to do to like a car. But, but he also he is like, to be fine. he's meant to be dumb here. Like he's just like, I've got powers. Just see what happens. He's reckless is kind of what you're getting Yeah, he's he's reckless. Like, he doesn't know at this point. 
So he, he's young, okay. he's, he's new to the game. So, um, yeah. And the best bit is What's he your... has property of Peter Parker on the cameras, which is fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. On the flash of the camera, I will I... say. Like it's okay, it's fair enough. Something slightly easier to lose, perhaps, but still. And so he gets, he gets flushed hmm. out and he gets away, um, barely. And he ends up at Gwen Stacy's house and he falls in through the window. I do like this where he's in bits. Like he's actually like, no, I'm hurt. I need to go somewhere and it can't be my house. Yeah, and so he goes He goes to the one person that knows there's something, ro- there, there's something wrong with him. That they know who he is. Um, and yeah. the, the two of them, I like the bit where she's like all casual at the start and then he falls into the window and he, she's just like, oh shit. You're fucked. Oh, okay, this is... Yeah, this is bad. This is bad. And she has to, like, play it off to her da because there's a boy in her room and all She's this. got cramps, Sean. It's funny. Got cramps. We've all got cramps. <laughs> I do the like time. the bit when he's just like... Um, where she's like, I don't want any cocoa. I'm 17. And she's like... He's like, last week you said you wanted to live in a house full of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Which is not what you want to hear in front of Andrew Garfield. No, he's so cool. <laughs> It's so cool, it's nerdy. So cool. Like um, a chocolate house. And so they go. And the lizard is going insane in the sewers, by the way. Yes. You're like, he's he's just like he's videotaping himself. And he's just like, oh, I'm I'm gone beyond repair. It's like now this is evolution. This is the next step. Everyone needs to experience this this amazing Everyone. evolution. So he injects himself and, again with even more. Yep. And he goes. He hmm. he knows Peter Parker, Spider Man. So he turns up to the school. And now we've got a yeah, school fight scene. Strolling around the halls. One of my favourite Stanley cameos that there's ever been, might That I he's say. on the headphones and the whole thing's happening behind them. Yeah, and like a table clump comes like this close to hitting him in the back of the head. And he just doesn't recognise Because Peter, Peter saves it and just like swings it yeah. back around. What do you think of this whole fight scene? It's pretty good, I think, if not a little samey. Like, it's cool having Peter being indoors in this fight. Because he's jumping wall to wall and like trying, because he knows his thing is speed, where the lizard is like raw strength, basically. I, I like that he's constantly trying to just put out fires mm-hmm. in terms of like he's just trying different shit. So, like, the lizard is there, he's like webbing them to the lockers, and then like the yeah. lizard just pulls it off, and now that's like a sword, and he's like, oh shit, okay, that didn't work. And so then he's just like trying to wrap him up. And he's trying to, like, wrap his legs. And he's just doing anything he can to survive. It feels like a level in a video game, nearly. Yeah. Where it's like, the stage progresses and progresses and progresses. And you just have to react to it all. Also, his mask comes off again. Because, of course, it does. Um, Yeah, he doesn't need it. doesn't need it. He's Andrew Garfield. (laughs) And so, you have the big fights. I like the bit where he just, like, goes to looks to Gwen. Because Gwen actually saves him at one point. I, I, I like that in this movie. That, like... Gwen's, yeah, she has a lot of agency over what happens in this. Yeah, and so she turns up and she, like, saves him, hits uh, the lizard with a, 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 an award. and A right hook. A right hook. And so she, um, he looks at her and he goes, I'm going to throw you out the window now. And she's like, what? And he just, like, fucks her out the window and saves her. Um, and yeah. then he, he wraps up the lizard. And then you have the bit where the, the lizard, the design, the lizard gas. So... He's developed yeah. a lizard gas to turn everybody into lizards because lizards are amazing. That's the thing, and like there's, they set up earlier a machine that could vaporize 
you know, chemicals oh, into we, the we atmosphere. We missed the bit where he goes and shit. visit Kirk Connors, and Kirk Connors is clearly mental. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you'd have to catch a lizard first before you can kill it. He's just like, I'm here to talk about lizards. What's so good about lizards? Lizards are amazing. Lizards are the best. You'll never defeat a lizard. Lizards are fucking class. You're shit, okay? And he doesn't know he's Peter Parker at that point no, either. No, doesn't. And then he goes to the police and he's like, Kirk Connors is the lizard. <laughs> fucking clearly. Fuck, yeah, and they don't believe him until they believe him. And they're like, oh, maybe we should check this dude out. Um, and so... And he's basically comes up with the fact that the lizard is designing the gas to turn everybody into lizards. And so yes. Gwen immediately is like, I'm going to go. Oh, because he goes down to the basement in the sewers and he finds the perfectly laid out plan with that was on the computer. So it shows but, the plan to him. But the, the lizard formula keeps turning him back into a human after now, like a couple of hours. Is, okay, look, this is my big, the big plot point of the whole film is that the lizard's plan makes no fucking sense whatsoever. No, none at all. But now I guess he's insane, but also, come on, like... As a scientist... He'll be lizards for maybe four hours? Yeah, as a scientist, if you... If he keeps doing the lizard thing, but he keeps turning back into a human, while all he's doing is designing the lizard thing to turn everybody into a lizard for maybe five hours, and then everybody yeah. would be like, wasn't it weird that time that we were lizards? Mm. That's, yeah, and it feels more like this movie is trying to find a way to kill Captain Stacy. <laughs> like, a really roundabout way of doing that is to have a man turn into a giant lizard. I suppose, and so he's like, I gotta get to the top of Oscorp to release this gas to turn everybody into lizards, even though it's not really gonna work for more than a few hours and ultimately, I'll probably have to go back up to the tower at, like, midday and do it again. You'll but... never rest, like, doing <laughs> no, that. He's going to be wrecked. Just constantly releasing every few hours. And so Gwen is like, I'm going to Oscorp. I'm going to make the antidote. And Peter's like, don't do that. That's where the lizard is going. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to get there ahead of it. I'm going to make it. And she's like, shut up, Peter. This is the right thing to do. This is going to save lives. Yeah. Fair, fair juice. Brave move. Brave move. And he also at this moment goes, Mother Hubbard. <laughs> not, not a great move, I would say. Wouldn't it be great if he just said, for fuck's sake. Oh, fucking hell, Gwen. That's a fucking tick idea. Jesus. Jesus, Fuck, Gwen. What? You stupid fucking bitch. Number she's always one at that. in science. My <laughs> arse. And he's, he's looking at Captain Stacy like, she's a fucking tick, your daughter. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Is that your fault? Is that your fault? <laughs> Did you rear her? Did you rear her like that? Fuck. <laughs> um, and so we have the bit where the police decide that instead of the giant lizard that's climbing the skyscraper, they're going to attack Spider-Man because he's the bad guy. He's public enemy number one, as mm-hmm. we well know. He's probably in leagues with the lizard for all we know. For all we know, um, he is the lizard. But little did they know that the only solution to a gunshot wound is New York spirit, Connor. <laughs> so, I like the bit where it goes first person. I think that's just an interesting idea that they never do. But like, it's such a, I mean, it's such a small thing that's not even in the film, but it's just a good director choice, I think, to just be like, let's just have yeah. a few scenes to show everyone what he's looking at. Yeah, because it is, it, it is stunning. Like, it's like the, the camera 
actually swings. It looks really, really cool. Yeah, and the, so um, the police chase him, they taser him, and he yeah. lands, and this is another one of his mask-off scenes, where... Mask-off in front of the entire New York Police Department. But see, he fights them off first, though. Well, no, he fights them off with his mask off, but none of them see his face, Sean. Moving too quick. He's moving too quick. The only person that does see his face, <laughs> Captain Stacy. He's got to die. Yeah. He's got. That, yeah, anyone who sees his face has to die. That is the rule of Spider Man. And, and so Captain Stacy's like, wait a minute, you're Peter Parker. You're a nice man, even though that time that you weren't really nice, but you're dating my daughter. And he's like, the lizard is at Oscorp. Your daughter is there. I need to go there I and can save, save her. her. I can save her. I'm the only person who can. And so he slowly puts back on the mask and Captain Stacy's like, okay, let him go. But then one of the police officers is like, this is my chance. I'm going to fuck up Spider-Man. I'm about to make Sergeant. <laughs> Stacy's going to be so proud of me. So he takes out the bazooka and he's like, no, 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 no. Sniper. No, no. Sniper to the leg. So he shoots yeah. him and um, Peter gets shot through the leg. So you're thinking, all hope is lost here, shot. But then he's a spider, so he has seven other legs. That's not true. What he is, though, oh, right. is he's New York, right? New and York. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And so, one thing I do like about the crane scene, which is ultimately real dumb, and to be honest with you, the whole movie kind of becomes a bit of a dumb fest for the last 20 minutes. It's fine. Yeah. We're kind um, of fast forwarding through this bit, I feel, in the report. It's reports. just dumb. <laughs> right? Just a lot. It's very samey. And so um, the lizard is like, I'm going to turn everyone to lizards. I'm an Oscorp. I like the bit when he shows up and Gwen is there and they take all the music away and it's just footsteps. And you're with Gwen. It's very Jurassic Park. It's very The Incredible Hulk 2008, correct? It's absolutely not, no. And so... Um, right. <laughs> Um, and so you have um, the bit where the crane operator is the same guy whose son was saved, which I think is actually a, not a bad idea. No, it's a nice touch, and it's like okay, you. It's a like karma, you know. Like he's he he saves a child, so now he gets a crane turned ninety degrees. And so all of the crane the, the cranes guy, hey John, you still know that guy from city center who works all the cranes? Get him on the phone. I've got a mission for him. And so they all have to move the cranes into a certain way to help Spider-Man. Yeah, they swing it over the road so that he has like, he can just swing directly to it. He doesn't have to fuck around with buildings or anything like that. There is buildings the whole way along and Spider-Man always swings on buildings so he would probably be fine. I think actually it's just really getting in his way, to be honest. It's more obstacles, if anything. But he does do this really cool move where he like, like slingshots through, like the arm of a crane, and the suit and looks great in all those shots, it's, doesn't it? I'm no, it's it's he it's, moves it's like Spider Man, Sean. He does. He does move like Spider Man, but I just think the suit is weird and fucking. Nah. It looks sticky. I'm not a fan. No, nah, I'm against you. Um, and so they they turn up. I just have here, cranes work together, ha-ha. So normally when I write ha-ha, it means something is bad. So um, the they turn up to the roof, and they're like... Yeah. And I was going to say the croc, but Lizard is there. And Lizard's like, okay, I got this. 
right, I'm going to put this in the top. I've got my my lizard gas that I'm going like to release. a thermos full of gas. He's got a thermos full of gas, as we all know all great plot points revolve around. And so Peter's like, hey, don't do that. Captain Stacy Stacy shows up, shoots some liquid nitrogen that's just on a rooftop. Nobody knows why it's up there. Mm. The, the, and this was, this was foreshadowed earlier, by the way, during the scene where he goes to meet Connors and Connors is like, oh, lizards are class. Uh, he, the way Connors phrases it to Peter is said, why the sudden interest in the cold blooded? And then Peter asks, would the cold blood affect things? Uh. And then, so they set it up all the way back there. He's like, he's like I've got fucking scales, Peter. Of course, I'm the lizard. How are you not getting this? <laughs> I'm, look, Peter, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> I am a lizard. Like, lizards are fucking great. They're absolutely, you'll never beat them. They're fucking unkillable and I'm a lizard, clearly. And the only so, thing that could stop me is a New York police officer <laughs> with some liquid nitrogen. And some cranes. You and know they're cranes. my only weaknesses. <laughs> um, and so the police officer, Captain, says he shoots the liquid nitrogen. They freeze the lizard. They're fighting him. They shotgun, shotgun him to the, to the chest, to the, to the tail. Classic Spider-Man move. Classic Spider-Man move. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the lizard gets shot and unfortunately Captain Stacy he did he, he, he did but well you think he did he gets stabbed here but he survives long enough to give us some some missions later on <laughs> survives some missions I was going to say he survives long enough enough to cock block Peter Parker <laughs> that's true one more Brett to cock block him <laughs> <laughs> and so the the antidote is there Gwen gives him the antidote earlier on so he, he's getting up there and then they have a fight a race to the top and it's counting down and it's like 10 mm-hmm. 9 8 before it releases the gas the green gas and Peter at 2 replaces the gas with the blue gas and that Sean is the antidote to the lizard gas that some people already have, but ultimately would have been fine from. Yeah, I think there were some like thrown into the street early doors, just mm. being like, "Here's some, here's, here's some courtesy introduction lizards for everyone else <laughs> to get used to it." But I guess just to ease to everyone in, people. I'm going to turn your granny yeah. into a lizard. <laughs> just to it's, ease it's like, in. It's just so just so you'll all know a lizard or you'll know someone who knows a lizard and then after yeah. that you'll be best friends. <laughs> and then Yeah, then there's a whole bunch of liquid nitrogen and Connors is like he feels bad at the end. No, so I what guess. happens is the blue beam goes up yeah. heals everyone and then the tower starts collapsing and Peter falls and Kirk Connors catches him. Well, what's not shown is the whole tower collapses from the top of the skyscraper into the street, into the into the city street of New York, which I have yeah, written yeah. here. There's at least two thousand casualties, maybe three thousand, because it's scraping off the edge of skyscrapers as it falls. There's so many people dead, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they have. Um Adrian Toomes, the vulture, will come clear it up. <laughs> he saved them. He saved everyone. Um, and so Kirk Connors catches Peter and he's like, I've got you. 
You're you're safe in my arms. I'm good now. I'm no longer my a lizard. My two arms. <laughs> my two arms. Wait, no, one fell apart. Oh no! <laughs> Imagine, oh, what if he grabbed him with the fucking right arm? He and did. It just fell. Originally, he grabs him with the right arm, and then Peter falls, and then he grabs him with the left arm. Which, to be honest, ah. with you, if he lets pe- Peter drop, Peter's absolutely fine. Surely. No, he broke his web shooters earlier on in the fight. He can still stick to the wall, though. But if you throw him away from any walls... I mean, he's fallen down at the edge of the skyscraper. He just needs to stick out one The skyscraper's arm. fallen over. Skyscraper's fallen over, Connor. Oh, Angles. No, yeah, true, true. Nick and nitrogen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we've all so, seen a triangle. So he gets home and... Oh, no, sorry. He's, he gets back over to Captain Stacy. Sorry, I do apologise. The cock yeah. block has not happened. And Captain no. Stacy was really nice. He didn't die for the last. Yeah, 10 yeah this movie. This movie has its own BC, and it's before Cockblock. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, the Captain uh, Stacy was stabbed about ten minutes ago, chronological time. But he's yeah. uh, he's absolutely fine. Peter gets over to him, and he's talking with Dennis Leary. Is like chatting. He's not like chatting. I've got one last word. He's like, here's the plan, Peter. Here's a speech. Here's okay. a speech, Pierre. I've got a full speech. I'm not going to break words. I'm not even going to stutter. Here, I've got full use of all my lungs, even though I was stabbed 20 minutes ago at this point by a giant lizard. So here's the thing. Don't date my fucking daughter. Stay the fuck away from her. Keep her out of it. And especially, do not date my daughter. Anyway, I'm dead. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> and now I die. Seconds later, he needed to survive long <laughs> enough to cockblock, and so he dies. And we cut to Peter a few weeks later, and he's like, "Oh, Peter promises not to date Gwen." Uh, before this, though, brings home some fucking eggs, doesn't he? He gets home and he brings home some eggs, and you have uh, Aunt May is just like he's absolutely black and blue blood everywhere. He is he's just a bit tattered. Yeah, and so at this point, she must know. Surely, you would think, but she doesn't know in the second movie. So, oh yeah, I mean, what does she think he's doing? Part of a Fight Club? I was, I was gonna say Fight Club, mm, or he just like got caught in the. He fought, he met a lizard on the street. You could say that. It's like one of the lizards got me. One of those cursory introductory lizards that yeah, they had out. Do you remember? Do you remember old Janet from down the street? Cursory lizard. That's what happened to her. Now she's a lizard. She's a lizard. Look. I don't think she's coming to work tomorrow. <laughs> she was a no, lizard no, for a while. You're going to have to do a double shift. <laughs> Turn into her boss. <laughs> and so, um, which I think that's a nice callback. He brings home the eggs. They have a lovely scene together. And then Gwen shows up after the funeral, because the movie is a Spider-Man film, remember. Has to end at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Gwen shows up. All of up, them do. And to be honest with you, she has a great line, because she says, My dad died, and you didn't come to the funeral, and you're my boyfriend. Which, bad luck. For old Peter. Yeah, it's some damning evidence that you've just given there, Gwen. Uh, to be honest with God. you, I think he still should have probably went to the funeral, regardless. I think he should have. He went to the house, like he, he like they knew him independently as Peter Parker, like the yeah. family. So it would have just made sense. He's Gwen, even, like, even if not boyfriend, he's her friend. Like, yeah, I think you, can you go still to go. Father's funerals. He, uh, maybe we didn't see there was a scene where he's like, also, don't go to my funeral. Also, especially don't date my daughter. Also, especially, yeah. especially, do not turn anybody into more lizards. Okay? I'm going to die now. Goodbye. <laughs> Farewell. <Yes>. Goodbye. <laughs> and so, 
Gwen turns up. And no, I'm not dead rain, yet. Sorry, just to reiterate, do not date my daughter. <laughs> now I'm going to die. Blah. <laughs> There's like There's a six video recording. <laughs> he's got the hologram Tony Stark hologram that he sends saying, to him. Don't date my daughter on repeat. <laughs> um, and so the movie ends with them. God, they're never going to be together again, are they? Well, it, it it ends on the bit at the at the very end where he shows up late to class. The teacher's like, "Oh, Peter, as usual, late tardiness," and he says, "Oh, I promise it won't happen again." She's like, "Don't make promises you can't keep," and he says, "But those are the best ones." And Gwen starts smiling at the end. She's like, "Oh, he's dishonoring my father's last wishes." Amazing. But I, and- also, he gets completely away with it when she shows up because. He's a complete dick because he doesn't go to the funeral. And she's like, just give it out to him, which she has every right to. Like, yeah. you and my boyfriend, you didn't show up to my dad's funeral. Like, my dad died. He didn't show up. That's pretty bad. And then just as she's walking away, just when we're like, oh man, Peter is kind of a dick, we have to relieve him of all of his guilt. So she just turns around and she goes, he made you promise, didn't he? And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Peter's a nice guy now. It's like, oh, he's just, he's a good boy. He's a good boy, but a bad boyfriend. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that scene, that, even in the theatre when I watched this, I was like, oh, that scene in the classroom seemed really forced. Yeah, it's just a bit of her smile. I don't think she should take him back. If if you, if you were together and your dad died and the other person didn't show up to the funeral, I think you might hold that against them for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I definitely think you would be like, maybe we'll just be friends for a not while. Not a great look. Not a great look. Even if you look like Andrew Garfield, and, I mean, we're together in real life, Andrew, because I'm Emma Stone. Not a great look. Um, and so the movie ends where we have a promise of a, a glowing sequel. I cannot wait. But, Sean, what are your overall thoughts with this film? Um, look, a lot of this, I think this movie has, like, high highs and really low lows, mm. and it's, like, the intervals between them is the issue um, because like there are some really really nice moments there's some really nice spider manning and Peter Parkering done in this movie but most of the time like Spider-Man is a bully Peter Parker is just like difficult for me to watch with the way he delivers his lines uh, <laughs> or, or doesn't deliver lines that's another one mm. or like it's characters suddenly become idiots for no reason I think that it's a film that probably shouldn't have even been made really because I don't think it really it does the main mistake it made was it doesn't really tell much of a different story than what the first one did like it doesn't go in a completely mad direction that you could understand the remake um, and it would have taken, I probably would have, the only way it would have got made was if you were going to go that way. Or if they were going to go a Tom Holland route and maybe hire someone who is 17 or whatever in the first one. I could understand yeah, yeah. if you were to do that. But they hire Andrew Garfield. He's about 30 when they hire him. It's not on him, but it's kind of a same, a samey vibe. The great thing about this is that you've got a likeable, I think Peter Parker, no matter how awkward he gets, is much more likeable than Tobey Maguire. As Peter Parker. Um, yes. I think He's less of a dead fish. I think you give Tobey Maguire the same dialogue. <laughs> Imagine the same dialogue oh on Tobey Maguire. Exactly. It's because no matter how awkward he is, we root for him. Because we're like, ah, we like him. He just naturally is likeable in this. 
Um, That's true. And you have Emma Stone, who's of course great. Dennis Leary, I think, is good. Reese Iffens is good. Um, Martin Sheen and Sally Field, I think, are perfect casting. If you're going to cast an older Uncle Ben and Aunt May, I think the two of them are really great. And I think the two of them, I mean, I mentioned earlier on, they're Hollywood royalty. So the two of them normally knock it out of the ballpark. And even together, they, as you said, we mentioned very, very early, but like they're basically a married couple. From the very start. Yeah, yeah. Their um, their chemistry is unreal and fun to watch. Yeah, and I think this movie is really great as a film when it's on anything but the lizard stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> like It does fall down. Like, think about it. Like, all of the scenes that we said were, like, a bit clunky were the bits where he knocks into the guy and he sees the symbols in Oz- Oscorp about the lizard stuff to go get bitten to do this yeah. and this. But all the things that run smoothly are mostly when our characters are interacting with each other. But he's not talking like, um, you know, just the thing, um, whatever, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I just shakes his head constantly. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get it. And I feel like, especially like in 2012, I think this movie was quite good when it came out. $220 um, million dollar budget, which is actually a pretty big budget, made $750 million, so... Pretty good, Made quite a lot of honestly. Money. Like, I think that's like on par with Iron Man 1. Yeah, and I, and I think... It, I'm, I don't know, back then, I don't know if Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone are, like, draws as they are now. Like, it's completely different you do that movie now, but I think... I mean, they were big names, but they weren't... They were probably the same level of Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst were in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're, the, they're the new stars, quote-unquote. Whereas yeah. now they're like... No, they're the they're the sol- they're they're the stars now. And you know, I think, you get me. And I think the second one falls down because it goes into too many villains and there's too many plot points. But this one, oh, gets the second by, one is a mess. Like this one is just pure charm. Like it lives and dies off its charm of the characters in it, not by the plot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, in if I are we doing Wheatabix at the minute? Because I think yeah. I just thought of one. Okay. Go up. Okay. So they are lovely Weetabix, bit of butter, not bit of butter, sugar, a uh, bit of banana as well on it. But the milk that I pour in is one day from going off. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like it's, it's, it's all good, but it's this close to being an absolute nightmare. Yeah, like it could have been bad. No, it goes off yeah. today, but it still smells okay. Yeah, but I haven't, I don't have time to go to the shop. So I just need to deal with this milk as I take it. Yeah, I I can understand. I think I think it's a film that I think Andrew Garfield fits in a lot more with Tom Holland's character. I think. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland's going to look up to Andrew Garfield as like the coolest man who's ever lived. So, I I I don't think he, I don't see him looking at Tobey Maguire. I I think this script doesn't work no. with the Tobey Maguire universe, but I think Tom Holland could probably pull it off. That universe. I think so. And I think you are right that it's because of the charm factor. That it's like, no, like you'll forgive it because he's endearing and you want to like him. Yeah, so I think endearing is the word. Like it's, it's, a, it's a movie that I shouldn't like because I like Spider-Man 1 and 2. Not, maybe not Spider-Man 3. But like this came out and I just remember being, like as I said, I had a great time watching this the first time. That I was just like, oh, I like these characters. I like that Peter Parker. It's been a while since I liked Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker's a bastard in Spider-Man 3. 
<laughs> that's very true. Yeah. So like, and 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 the idea, I suppose. There was this hope of seeing more at that point yeah. as well. I think a Spider-Man movie lives and dies on whether we like Peter Parker and we want him to succeed because that's, that's what it, Spider-Man is. That's we root is. for him or not. Yeah, like but you don't like. And in Spider-Man Three, you do not root for Peter Parker for much e- of that movie. Exactly. So I think that is our review of Spider-Man, um, the Amazing Spider-Man, I should say. Um, cannot wait for uh, not far from home, no way home. No Way Home. It's difficult, isn't it? It's so many homes, but um, No Way Home. Um, I cannot wait to see how Andrew Garfield looks now in the suit. Um, I think that suit Mm. is real nice, even though Sean doesn't think so. I think they'll go with Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, which is a worse movie, but a better suit, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a pretty nice suit. I I will admit that's a nicer suit. I don't have any issues with this one, though. I have some. (laughs) Sean, would you like to take us out? Yes, thanks everyone for tuning in for another month, another Lazarus Pit review. We really do appreciate everyone who sticks with us, who hopefully enjoys the shows, and not just even these shows on Patreon, but even listening week on week. It's it's lovely to see the same names cropping up on Twitter and Facebook and in any comments and things like that. So just a big thank you. We don't tend, as you already know, we don't really tend to do the plugs and the promos at the end of these because you're already here. You've done the hard work and just to know we really appreciate it keep adding suggestions into the hat for um future lazarus pit episodes you can drop them in the comments or you can send them on any of the social medias um and they'll all go into the hat they'll all get pulled out eventually um maybe we, if we pull out wild mountain time that one will get put back in people need uh, to stop just in case. people need, not, need to stop recommending that I don't like Just, it, Sean. Uh, I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I think we might explode. Like, but look, again, even if it's a wild mountain time, really do appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed this. Let us know what you thought about the Amazing Spider-Man, um, and give give a verdict on the suit. If anyone could settle that for us, that would be ideal. Okay. But I think that's about it. Connor. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Neal, and we shall see you next one, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.